Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms like Keys to the City. So comment, subscribe, share, or like. What a game it was for the New York Yankees last night. Joey Gallo, the first big hit as a New York Yankee. But we're not starting off with the New York Yankees. And we'll talk about them later on in the show. And what is the main reason for the second half resurgence from the Bronx Bombers? All of a sudden, 10 games over 500, the best record in baseball since July 4th. So what's going on in New York? Uh Uh-oh, here come the Bronx Bombers now. But we were going to do, we were going to start off with baseball today, as we usually do. And then we'll get into our football list. We have our top 10 defensive player list, per request by the Joseph McGuire from last week. And then this week we'll also be doing, sponsored by Ted's Eats, our top five football eats. So we'll be having that. By the Ted's Eats. You know what I should have did? I should have got each one of my five seg, each one of my five categories, and had them listed, right, labeled, right on my t- not labeled, had it in front you of could, me. You could as as we were doing it. each each number, I would have took a bite, one bite. Everyone knows the rule of each thing. No, you can't. There's a lot. There are a lot of foods on this list. I only have five though. I, I have five too, and so does Joe. Is there, there's got to be a couple of repeats. That's why yeah, there might there might be, but we'll talk I'm, all about that. I'm hungry now. I'm As hungry. I was going to say, we were going to usually start off with baseball. We get in the Yankees are playing hot, but today major news happening: quarterback Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills agreed to a mega, mega deal: two hundred and fifty-eight million dollars, six years, and a hundred and fifty million of that is guaranteed. So Josh Allen and Joe is one of his favorite players in the league. Well, to say the least, he got paid. And he got well, paid you, big spot. He got paid you know, big bucks. You said to me on our last show, because I had Josh Allen, I believe, number seven on my list of best players, and you kind of questioned I did. him being on that list. I did. And I think the Buffalo Bills and their scouting department and their front office, I think they agree with me. <laughs> I think they, I think they're seeing what I'm seeing. And uh, I mean, while you're right, it was deserving. one great year. Let's see what happens. But I feel like they've seen enough progression from this guy that it's clear that, you know, this, this isn't a one hit wonder. This is a guy who has developed. They're trying to put more weapons around him and give him the kind of team that compete with the chiefs for an AFC championship. So well-deserved by Josh Allen. Uh, and again, on behalf of the Buffalo bills organization, proving me right in my analysis of a week ago. It's, it's fascinating because a year ago at this time, we were saying, is Josh Allen going to be the answer for the Buffalo Bills? And I was saying yes. No, you weren't. No, <laughs> you freaking weren't. You, you got around in like midseason. I remember at one point last year, through, in the beginning of the year, you're like, I don't know if he's the guy. And then he became amazing. And then you said, yeah. He's well, he had that weird, that, weird, uh, that weird streak in there where he had a couple of, couple of bumps. Yeah. I got a little nervous. I got a little nervous. I won't lie. <laughs> he got a little nervous, but then Josh Allen proved to be maybe the answer for the Buffalo Bills. Well, he certainly is going to be the future of the Buffalo Bills. Well-deserving. 
I mean, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers having his incredible season last year, we could be talking about Josh Allen as the MVP. But it got me thinking with this new contract. And speaking of a former MVP, there's a guy in Baltimore that also got drafted in the same draft as Josh Allen alongside Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. But Sam Darnold's not in the debate because, well, Baker Mayfield has starting to show some improvements of maybe deserving of a big contract with the Cleveland Browns. Lamar Jackson has already won an MVP in his second year. He's been the answer for the Baltimore Ravens, but can he take that next stride like Josh Allen in the sense of can he take it to an elite level and maybe get them to an AFC title game and maybe even a Super Bowl? So with Allen, Josh Allen getting paid today, boys, and I'll start with Ted, what does it mean for Lamar Jackson? And is this a good thing for the Baltimore Ravens or a bad thing? Seeing the contract, seeing the money, and seeing the years, knowing that you know you're going to be giving up a lot of your future to sign Lamar Jackson or these quarterbacks in general. Well, let's get into first Josh Allen. Pretty pretty amazing and remarkable story you think about Josh Allen. Rags the riches, right? Unkind mm-hmm. of undrafted. Un- no, not, excuse me, not undrafted. Kind of unrecruited. Really, not really small-town kid from California. Goes to Wyoming, right? You're like, what do you know about Wyoming? You don't know anything about him. No one even knows. You don't probably have to people watch the show to have no idea who their mascot is. All right? I do. Wyoming Cowboys. Ride him, Cowboy. All right? Cowboys. Makes a name for himself. Comes the seventh player drafted in the NFL draft. He has skills-wise, only maybe two or three quarterbacks ever to come out of the draft class have a higher grade than him. And it's like Peyton Manning and John Elway. Like his – his, his numbers overall, speed, athleticism, size, strength, arm ability, are off the charts. So he has progressed remarkably. If you look at his rookie season where he had 10 uh, passing touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 58%, 58% completion percentage, he has dramatically gotten better. Now, well-deserved of this money. Do I think it's a little too much? I don't know. We'll find out. It's a six-year extension. It's a pretty good deal for him and the the Bills. You know, he's still got the remaining years on his rookie contract. But getting back to the question about Lamar Jackson, if I'm Lamar Jackson going, well, this is my starting number now. Because what I can provide is I'm the MVP already. Josh Allen hasn't been an MVP. I've been in the playoffs well, he's, he's gotten to an AFC title game. Okay, one time. One hit wonder. We've seen that a thousand. Well, Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl the first year and never made it even close again. So I don't I don't want to use that too. Aaron Rodgers made it to a Super Bowl in the first like four years of his thing and has never gotten back. So, and I'm not knocking Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that, but what I would say is this. When you think about quarterbacks, you think about size, strength, uh, Josh Allen's body should last longer in the NFL way he's built and the way he plays the game because he's passed first run second. Well, Mars game is built off of his, off his legs and the ability to create things that no one in the league really has ever seen. Maybe the next closest thing is Michael Vick. But if I'm Lamar, that's where my starting point is. And the reason why I say that is because this was a situation two, three years ago, Trev, when we were having this conversation about Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott and Jared Goff. Same type of scenario. Who's going to pay sooner or later? You, do you want to pay him sooner? Or do you want to pay – like if you're the quarterback, when do you want to get paid? Because like yep. Dallas waited and waited and waited on Dak, and then they, they, they end up spending – now, it was before. I had the numbers before. He had $126 million guaranteed. Josh Allen's is the most ever in NFL, $150 million. But imagine if Dallas had signed Dak earlier. Joe, we talked about this when Dak signed. They could have got him at like $90 million guaranteed and, and, a, yep. and a cheaper deal. So I would say this. For, for a franchise, it's great to sign the guy early and get him before one of the guys that is related to him in the same category 
get signed because what happens is you know how this league is. Joe gets 10 million. Well, I want 11. Well, Trev then wants 12. It's it's a it's a domino effect, and that's what the league has become. You but haven't we haven't we learned with the, with the previous guys like you just mentioned Wentz and Goffu? At the time, Wentz had the big MVP season. I know he came off he had that injury, but he had that MVP like season. Thinking, okay, this guy's going to be the answer. Jared Goff getting the Rams to the Super Bowl, and now look at where Wentz is. Wentz is injured. He's going to be out for who knows how long exactly, all depending on how his rehab goes and then Jared Goff is in Detroit now but and then you look at Dallas who waited still got their still got their guy they got Dak they gave him the money finally but they paid him a lot more I mean if Baltimore Baltimore's in a tough situation now even Cleveland because you got to bring in Cleveland too because on top of what you said Ted before the show you drafted Baker number one so and he made the playoffs last year the first time the Browns have gotten to the playoffs in over almost 20 years getting to the divisional round almost beating the Chiefs and improving last year having his best year as a pro I mean all these guys are improving that's the situation I know we just talk about Lamar because he's won the MVP but Baker's got to be in discussion as well because of they're both all from the same draft class they're all three perennial AFC going to be powers for some time now and they're all improving. So how do those two teams before with quarterback? Hold on, hold on. How do those two teams figure out the situation? You said, oh, that's the starting point. Well, what if Baltimore doesn't want to go to that point? What well, if Cleveland listen, doesn't? If like, how Lamar, do they figure it out? Well, if I'm a Lamar, I want to get this deal done done before the season, because I don't want to have a Dak Prescott injury, and then God forbid they don't pay me anywhere close to that number, and you'll never get it back. You never get what you miss. Ask Le'Veon Bell. You never get what you think you're going to get. So if I'm Lamar, I want to get signed because, listen, Trevor, we've seen this before with multiple quarterbacks and players in the same draft class. It's it's a competing game. It's a, it, Listen, agents are competing. Hey, listen, Joe's my agent. He got me 50. Joe, I could how do you, Trevor could have got me 60. Joe, I'll tell you. How do you think you, I'll tell you, handle it? Here's the thing. Look, uh, go back to Joe Flacco. Same organization. They paid him out. They, the they waited. They waited to pay the guy till after he did the thing, right? Super Bowl. Then you throw him a ton of money. He sucked. Never he wasn't was that good before the contract, but that's what happened. So again, if you're the Ravens, let's say Lamar goes out, wins the MVP, and wins a Super Bowl. Okay. Guess how much that costs? A, a lot, lot more. Than, a lot more than Josh Allen. A lot more. Probably so, in between Josh Allen and Mahomes. That'd be two MVPs and a Super Bowl, which would be as many as Mahomes. So, so if you're the Browns, how much is that going to cost? You, you got to lock that guy. You should have locked him up last year. So, that's why we've we've talked about this conversation. It, listen, it's a tough situation because you don't want to hide, like you said, Trevor would go off and went. You don't want to pay him early, too early, and then they and then they go down the gutter. But by paying them early, though, you give your team flexibility with the cap because you play them early because they still have the two years of the rookie deal before the, the extension comes on. And like Joe said, if you wait and you wait and you wait, you can get you know, you can get kicked in the rear end on the backside of it because God forbid, even if he doesn't win the MVP, say he's a top three player, say he comes back to form like MVP, right? He has 800 yards rushing, 3,500 yards passing, 35 total touchdowns. They don't, they don't make the Super Bowl, but they lose in the AFC title game to Mahomes or Josh Allen. Well, he, he's going to get – I mean, the number is going to be right there. 
That's going to be the number again, and it could be more. I think the tougher question probably, because we all know Lamar's going to get paid. It's just how much is he going to get paid. I think the tougher question is, well, what does Cleveland do with Baker? Nothing now. That's- I'd wait to the end of the season because you can't afford to do anything with him with the players they have. That's why I said when we had this segment two weeks ago about pressure players, and I had Baker Mayfield number two, I said he has to win now because all these top players, the two running backs, the three receivers. The well, they just guys, signed Chubb to a pretty fairly uh, decent contract this week, nope. a contract for Chubb, Bradley, uh, Nick Chubb. That's a, fair, a cheap deal. A, a, fairly, a fairly nice deal for one of the better backs in the game. So. How can you say that's a good deal considering what Zeke and Gurley and, and – in, in the sense for Cleveland, it's a good friendly deal because you didn't have to go crazy and go like a Zeke or, so, or a situation like that. It's a friendly deal for them. It's probably not the best deal for Chubb, but – Maybe he sees the bigger picture. He's still getting paid, but he sees the bigger picture. Does Baker do that, or how does he play it out, and how does Cleveland go about it now seeing Josh Allen's numbers? That's probably the the tougher question. That's what it comes down to is the tougher question with Cleveland because Baker's in that situation of he's good, he's shown improvements, but he's not, like, taking that tier one – Tier 1A what, what, but what what is he gonna what is he gonna become? Is he gonna be the next Pat Mahomes? Is he gonna become the next Josh Allen or the next Tom Brady or the next Aaron Rodgers? I'm fairly certain that I almost called him Johnny Manziel, so I apologize. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has proven that this is his team, and and he again, you know, it's the, to me it's the Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, you know, where where. The Eli Mannings were never enough, but at the end of the day, they, they won as many Super Bowls. So really, what's the difference? You know, you talk about Dan Marino a little while ago. Yeah, great dude. Guy lit it up, went to a Super Bowl, had a great career, never went back. You got to pay. If, if you think you've got the guy, lock him up. Build around that guy. If if you don't want to pay Baker Mayfield, then you should have let him... You, you, Draft somebody. Do something. The, the idea that you're going to wait. Again, dude, let's say Baker goes out there, has a, a year where he gets to that elite level this year. That defense is great. What if they upset the Chiefs? They go win a Super Bowl. How much does Baker Mayfield cost now? You want Do you want to pay him like they paid Flacco? Or do you want to pay him something decent now and commit for the next five or six years? Well, that and you pay him early, you know the cap always goes up. Especially now, it took a hit last year, but you know the cap's going to go back up. It's going to go up. I mean, did you see the tweet by Brady the other day about the players and the Forbes? Oh, you know every year. Hey, listen, franchises go up. It's like life. Milk goes up. Milk wasn't the same price it was three weeks ago as it is now. Gas goes up. It's, it's the nature of the ballgame. So like Joe said, if you pay them now and you find that equal medium price, Listen, you might take a hit for one or two years where you're going to lose a couple of guys, but the cap will go up. And in three, four years, you're going to look at that deal and go, that's not a bad deal considering what other guys are getting paid. You know what I mean? You start looking at some of the deals. You know, you looked at Matt Ryan's deal, but then you're looking at or the other guys, and you're like, that's actually not a bad deal considering what other guys are getting are being paid. So this this, this Cleveland team, the defense uh, specifically, is in win-now mode. Absolutely. So this isn't like if Baker fails this year that you're looking to draft a kid and develop them. That's not how this is going to work. So they should lock in Baker now. You know what he is. 
he can only get, I mean, if he gets better, great. If, if he is what he was this year, that's, that's as good as I think you can expect. What is that worth? Less than what these guys are getting, but lock him in and give him a good deal. And let's see what happens. So the big news, Josh Allen getting paid as deserving. We'll see what happens with LJ eight in the Baltimore Ravens and even Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Well, we're about to get into our top 10 list. We've been doing this each and every week for about the past month or so. Our top 10 list of whatever it was. This is a per request by D. Joseph McGuire from last week's show of top 10 defensive players. And most of these players, speaking of getting paid, have already been getting paid because they are all deserving so. So, Joe, since you are the one that wanted to request this, and on top of it, we have a top five favorite football foods which Ted will start because, well, that is going to be sponsored by the Ted's Eats. You can check them out on Instagram. Ted should get a Facebook page as well for Ted's Eats. But we're going to start off with the top 10 players, defensive players. And, Joe, I'm going to start with you per your request for this. And this is the list of the Joseph Aguirre's top 10 defensive players. I mean, you look at it, I, I, I want to hear the explanation for number five. He's the best in the league. Plain and simple. What else is there to say? He's one of the best interior defensive. Okay. I do. Yeah, I think he's a a menacing force. Ted, what do you think of this list? All right. So you don't have to. Ted, I'll take care of the video. No, for a second. Let me agree with number one. Agree with number two. I think I have the same top three. I believe so. You're going to laugh. You, mine was, I was all banged up last night when I did mine, but I told you I'll have a lot of sense. I'll have a lot of sense when I did mine. But Jalen Ramsey, I, I, I can understand that because Joe looked at it as the number one top corner, and when you have a shutdown corner, it changes the whole dynamic. It cuts the field in half. DeForest Buckner, nice Zaire, Jamal Adams. Um, I wouldn't have Jamal Adams over the two Boza brothers, I'll be honest with you. I don't even yeah. think I'd have Jamal Adams. Well, first of all, Jamal Adams wouldn't even be close on this list because he's not even – top three safeties for me in the league. I'll put Tyron Matthew ahead of him easily. Um, just because Max he's a still take Jamal Adams over him. I, I understand. Yeah, where, get, get I understand. I understand the shortcomings, but I think but based listen, on listen, reputation and results, Adams is still the guy, but he can't def- for defend me. the pass, but that's okay. He can't yeah. defend the pass. So, but no, he's a, he's a, he's a great player. He's an impactful player. That's why Seattle traded for him. That's why they gave up two first round picks. Listen, it's everyone's opinion. You know, we can we can why why'd you put Fred Ford at eight? Why'd you why'd you put Joey Bozo? Why didn't you have Bobby Wagner? Why didn't you have this guy? Just what was your reasoning on six through ten? Why the Bozo brothers nine ten? Why Jamal Adams over the pass rushers? And did you have any? And my other thing would be, did you have any guys that were like, damn, I should, I, I really want to put them in, but I, I you didn't sneak them in. Um. No, no, I've really, you know, as, as I, as I went through, no, seriously, as I, I went through and analyzed, I kind of did, I feel like I kind of tried to do what you did the other day, which is, yeah, you know, I mean, look, there's obviously 11 positions. Well, I guess you could say technically like nine, if you want to just call safety and corner one spot. Um, (laughs) I, I, I felt like there's, look, there's guys in this league and uh, I, I think, you know, Alexander is is maybe one of the most underrated guys yes. in yes. the entire league. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he was very deserving. 
I love Jamal Adams. I really do. I, I, he's my, I, he's my kind of safety. I know he's not great against the pass, but again, nobody, no, there's not a safety. There's not a safety that impacts the game like he does. Sa- Trevor, I know you love Fred Warner. We, we got that from your top 10 players list. <laughs> so it only seemed right. Um, Listen to it's me, funny. I, you know where I waffled back and forth, honest to God, was whether Joey was nine and Nick was 10 or whether Nick was nine and Joey was 10. That was honestly the biggest toss up I had on this list. It's like me. Who's the, who's the better? So who's the better brother of the two? That's what it comes down to, right? I always waffle on, on who's my favorite brother. See? <laughs> <laughs> well, older so, brother in this case, win is a winner. That's Joey Bozo. So that would be me. There you Suck go. Back. Yeah, I guess so. And they both get injured too. So, I mean, I love this list. I have no issue with it. I wanted to know the DeForest Buckner because he is a beast. He's unbelievable. Other than Aaron, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, he'd be the number one interior defense alignment in the game. I Yeah, I think for me, really, I think impact guys who disrupt games. I think that's what my top 10 list was inspired by. Guys who are game changers. I think these are the 10 best game changing defensive players in the game. Okay. Ted? So here's Ted's top 10 list. You did have the same. Wow. You had the boat. Wow. The boat is high. My boyfriend. You know what? I just thought of something. Chase Young, (laughs) probably Chase Young is the one I, in hindsight, would have, would have wanted on that list. Because didn't you have him like close to your top 10 players? Didn't you like, didn't you have him like in almost as your top 10 players? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to call it a mistake, but. Ted, give me your uh, you before you, Ted. Ted, give me your explanation of why you have your top ten list. Well, can, do you guys see a pattern here? Well, I have the same. Yeah, guys, they're so. numbered one through ten. <laughs> no, idiots! The pass rushers are in the top five. Linebackers in the set middle. Secondaries in the back. End. Oh, that sounds like such an ESPN list. Is Nobody that how you value them? them? Here's, here's the thing. If we've earned anything from the Giants Super Bowls, the most impact, impactful players in the entire league is not linebackers and secondary, it's the pass rushers. Everyone talks about it every time. If there's an elite pass rusher, you go get them and you don't waste any time. That's why the value of a left and right tackle is so important in this league. You you have a If you have a Lawrence Taylor, an Aaron Donald, a Khalil Mack, someone who you have to worry about every single time, not just on pass plays, but on run plays, a disruptive guy. That's why I have those five guys as my top five, because those are the five best pass rushers in the game right there. You have to May I the just time. interject a thought? What about <laughs> a shutdown corner? Like think Darrell uh, Ravenson or, or Dion in their prime. Yo, Does a guy who them. literally takes out and shuts down this side yeah. of the this field – not more valuable than the guy rushing the quarterback no. from the edge. No, because I'm, I'm, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying I, reason, I was asking you yeah. and the reason if you why, would just contemplate that for a minute and explain. No, the reason why is because if you can't get to the quarterback and the quarterback has 10 seconds to throw the ball, you can't stay with an NFL receiver for 10 seconds. You, you sound like Jack seconds. Rabbit. You got three and a half seconds. That's <laughs> it. You got three and a half seconds. You sound seconds. like Janoris Jenkins. You know what Deion Sanders would say to that? I'll go 20 seconds. What do you need? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> They're not guarding them. You see it in the league, especially the way the rules are made. You can't put your hands on you. You can't be physical. The My thing is, is I, I would have had Chase Young. I would have probably had Chase Young, and I love 
Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. If you were going pass rushers, I would have had Chase Young. Not yet. If we're doing this next year, he might be in that top three, top four. Right now, Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa are much more uh, veteran guys. They Their craft is a little bit – they're not amateur hour. This is – if you were doing Madden – Nick Bosa's like, been in the league for – Nick Bosa's been playing for one season. He played you one season. Have, you know you have rookie, you know, pro, all, all Madden, all pro. Well – Chase Young is still playing at the level you used to play in Madden. You didn't get to all Madden and all pro yet. So Dude, Chase, Chase Young's already freaking what? Joey Boza and Nick Boza were more impactful. Nick Boza has played just as many seasons as Chase Young has. Nick Boza was more impactful his rookie season. Go look it up. Much more impactful. Well, obviously. Chase now, they're also – and they both play on great defensive lines too. So you can't say they were helped by DeForest Buckner being on the team or D Ford was on the team because go look at that Washington's defensive line with Montez Sweat and all the other guys. I can't oh, I draw the two Jonathan guys. Jenkins, Jonathan, um, Jonathan Allen, Deron so, Payne. Yeah. So what I think was I went pass rushers, the most impactful players on the league. If you have an elite guy and you have one of those five guys, you have studs. Those guys are game changers right off the bat. Then I went with the linebackers. They're the quarterbacks of the league. They set the tone. Those are the two best linebackers in the game. Bobby Wagner can defend the run and the pass, and so can Fred Warner. Then I went with the secondary. Jalen Ramsey is the best corner in the league. Tyron Matthew is a joker. Can play corner, can play secondary, defends all over, blitzes. He reminds me of the closest thing to Ty, uh, Troy Palomalo, where he's all over the field. You don't really have a position, and you remember like an impactful like player like that. And then Chase Young. How can you not have a guy that literally might be the best pass rusher in a year or two in this entire league? I like it. I have no issue with it. I just was curious that, about that. was my reason because, Joe, my thing is this. Let's, let's relate this to the Giants for a second. We have a pretty stout secondary this year, right? How good is that secondary going to be if we can't get to the quarterback? It's not going to be that good. Well, we're probably going to find out. But, but, my is, but my thing is this. How good – how good was the Giants' secondary in the playoff runs when that defense was eating quarterback? Like, forcing things. You know, the no, Giants' no. secondary during the regular season was getting eaten up, if you remember that. during the, Before the – I'm drawing a blank, Trev, the kid from LSU who picked off Favre in that um, – Oh, Corey Webster. Corey Webster. LSU. He got, benched. Yeah. he got benched by the end of the season and then ended up having a stout playoff. But a lot of that had to do with Strahan and Tuck and OCU Muir causing havoc in the backfield. And listen, that 18-0 and team who was scoring 6,000 points did nothing because the pass rush disrupted everything. And I look at the Chiefs this year. The Chiefs, that pass rush of Sha uh, Shaquille Barrett, and I forgot about him, Shaq Barrett and um, JPP, literally destroyed the game. You couldn't do anything. It didn't matter. There could have been no secondary. Well, it helped, it helped that the Chiefs had backups done. as their offensive line, too. But I'm it saying so well. No, I know. I understand what you're saying. pass rushers. There's, I mean, even look at Joe's. Joe's first four or five guys were all pass rushers. So yeah, it Joe just had Donald, Watt, Miles Garrett were the top three. And then he went Jalen Ramsey. Then, but then, then he went another pass the, rusher. I'll yeah, tell yeah. you what. I really only did that because I wanted to break up the run. I thought, you know, <laughs> too many – too many rush pass but rushing guys Joe, in a row. But Joe, when you were thinking about it, you were saying my, these pass rushers are the most valuable guys because they changed the game. Oh right well, the, again, I mean, I think just looking at who we have as number one or two on the list. I mean, I you know, and and it's let's be honest, number one and number three, it's a mile apart. And I even think 
uh, one and two. To, and that's scary. I think even this. even one to two, even even uh, him to to uh, to Watt. I think there's a wide gap. And then I think I think Watt is that much better than three, but the the gap is even further. Uh, and that's scary because Miles Garrett. That is, is scary. All, is an All Pro talent, and T.J. Watt should have been the Defensive Player of the Year. But he's he's an all pro. So I did my defensive list. I changed mine because I remember last week and you guys jumped on me. I have TJ Watt as number two. I should I screwed that up last week. TJ Watt is the second best defensive player in all of football. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I gotta say about this. What's wrong with my my list? You don't have enough pass rushers in this league, in this thing. Jalen Ramsey. I don't know. I just feel like Devin White and Bobby Wagner both don't deserve to be on the same and list. For you to have, and Jamal Adams, the guy can't defend the pass. He's a one-hit wonder. He's like Stanton. Strike out on a home run. I have three pass I like Stanton. I have three. <laughs> I like Stanton. I have three pass <laughs> I have three pass rushers on the list. All right. You got Devin White, though, over uh, Bobby Dude, Wagner. That te- the reason why it's I put the best Devin linebacker Wilson. on his team. Shut up, Big Mouth. The reason why Wait, I have Devin White. Not a Bosa in sight on this list. I don't like it. You know yeah, what? I'm no Ohio State, State love, Trev. No Ohio State, State love. Chase Young's the best out of the three. That's why I put Chase Young in there. I have four in the top ten. Right. I have four of them. The not reason now. why I put Devin White is because that defense of Tampa Bay drastically changed when he came back into the playoffs, and they were almost unstoppable. Levante Davis is an incredible back, but linebacker. But when Devin White came in – and you saw it against the Saints, you saw it against the Packers, you saw it against the Chiefs. That man is everywhere on the field. Sideline to sideline, he could be the best linebacker in all of football. He is that good, and he changed that defense drastically when he came back from injury. And you could see why they were the best defense at the end of the year because of Devin White. You said he's the quarterback of that team, and this man – this is a guy I wish the Giants had. The Giants were a pick away from having him. This was a steal for him to fall to five at the time. You have and two he was Seattle guys on this. And he was incredible. Yeah, because I think Bobby Wagner is still an all perennial all pro. I mean, the difference, the the gap between Fred Warner and Bobby Wagner on my list is like this. Bobby Wagner is incredible. He's consistent. He is a dominator, and he's all over the place. Devin White's the same reason. Jamal Adams, I picked him because I think he's the best safety in football still. I mean, Tyron Matthews right there, too. You think he's the best safety in football? This is what I talk about. We we make an opinion, and Ted's like, nope, you're wrong. Nope, nope, he's wrong. I'm right. I don't listen. And I'll tell you, it's not like we're the only two people who think that Jamal Adams is the best safety in football. You you act like we're like we're you know what I mean? Colin I would like I didn't say ago. Darnay Holmes. Jesus. <laughs> Colin Coward last year had Jamal Adams in his top right. 10 players. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'll name four, at least four safeties that are better than him. Okay. Good. Justin Simmons from Denver, better. Tyron Matthew, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is better than him. Who who says? You? You? What do you mean? Are, are you the ratings? Go look at PFF. Go look at the NFL. Go Dad, look at how the, Madden, the fourth Madden one. Doesn't, Madden doesn't count, bro. Don't do the who's Madden. Who's the fourth man. one? Yeah, who's the fourth one? Jesse Bates? Jabril Peppers. Oh. I mean, I love Peppers, but Peppers. I wish that were true, too. I mean, <laughs> he, 
he can, he can, hey, he can, he can, he can return punts. He can return kicks. He can defend the pass. He can. You should have put him in your top ten defensive players then. I didn't have Jamal Adams in there. I do. I, I still think Jamal. I, I still think Jamal Adams since he's come into the league. It's like the Devin White thing. Since he's come into the league, he's been. I know he's had some injuries, but he's he's been consistent. He's been a perennial Pro Bowl. The reason I put Jair Alexander too as well in this list. Jalen Ramsey might be the best all around corner. Hey, it's sh- shush. The only reason why Jair Alexander doesn't get the attention is because they never throw to him. He's that damn good. He's the definition of a shutdown. His stats when he goes against receivers, top-notch receivers, good luck. It's like Darrell Rivas back in the day. He is the definition of a shutdown corner. Jalen Ramsey's the best because he's all around, but the only reason why is because nobody likes to throw to Jair Alexander's side. And I I think Chase Young's the best Ohio State pass rusher to come out. I think the Bosa brothers are incredible. But Nick Bosa is coming off of a serious ACL injury. I hope he does his – I think he's going to be great. Joey Bosa has been amazing. But Chase Young is the reason why this guy was – he could have been the number one pick if it wasn't for having a quarterback. He was that good. He's a game changer. He was the best player in college football. This guy is going to be the best pass rusher, maybe only behind T.J. Watt by this year. I mean, he's that good. He's that game-changing. And I, that's why I have my list. That's why. And Fred Warner, the reason why I put Fred Warner, because I had him in my top 10 players. So I'll only be right if I had to go to a certain yep. level of guys. Trev, you know something? Uh, this is a huge butt because I know he's got injuries the last two years. But if he was healthy, you would e- easily have him over Jamal Adams, and it's Derwin James. Oh, yeah. Derwin oh. James reminds Derwin James is reminds me of like could be like a Sean Taylor if he if he could if Derwin James stays on the field he's one of the top twenty players in all of football he is that damn good sure, I just I, need to see him on the field I, and I was surprised at this I just want to read you the PFF's latest rankings for top safeties in the league just to show you where we're at Justin Simmons rated at number one from Denver Harrison Nasty. Smith number two. Harrison Smith, number two, which he never gets the credit, but he's been the most consistent safety probably in the last 10 years. I was actually shocked that this John Johnson, but now the Cleveland Browns. He played for the Rams last year and now the Browns. Marcus Williams, Minka Fitzpatrick, which I think is a better player than Jamal Adams, Derwin James, Marcus May, Jesse Bates, Adrian Amos, then Jamal Adams, and then I was surprised they had Tyron Matthew. Um, Look, that's just – hey, look, that's just – that's just my list. That's my preference, and that's what I think it is. And me and Joe both are in agreement. Well, I know oh. if I was if I was playing football against you, I would just make him have to guard my tight end, and I'd run, throw it at him all day because he can't guard me. Well, if you so, have a tight end like Darren Waller, George, he's Hill, just or- gonna blitz and knock you on your ass, so you won't have time <laughs> to throw it to anybody. That's what Jamal Adams does. So let's get- uh, on the tight end screen. See ya. Yeah, good luck. That's why he's got Bobby. Wagner. That's why he's got Bobby Wagner there. Yeah, we got it all worked out. Trust we, me. Me and Joe got this all worked out. So, we should, yeah, we should, yeah. we should so, be defensive coordinators. Why are we what's not? Your next, what's your next play, Ted? <laughs> well, my next play is why is Seattle's defense not ever in the top five then if they got the two, two Because the they don't have shutdown corners. They don't have a defense. No, they don't have a pass rusher. That's Yeah, why. exactly. They don't have a defensive line like they used to. So, well, we we just did our top ten players defensively. Next week, we're going to do top ten offensive players, non-quarterbacks too. No quarterbacks because that's too boring. So we're going to have our top 10 offensive players next week. Or should we give Ted the floor and say, Ted, what do you want to pick? Because I'll, we haven't given I'll, you I'll come, I'll come up with something good. Yeah, don't wait until about Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock to give me the list too. Okay? Be like, yeah, and it better not be like top 10 nickelbacks. We're not doing no, it. No, it's going to be like top 10 players that you would start your kickball team with. 
Or wiffle ball. Wiffle ball. No, it's got to be wiffle ball. But, Ted, we're doing something different, and we're going to have you start because, well, we're sponsoring by Ted's Eats. The great great, – yeah, Ted, do your thing. Get on the phone and show the camera to the world. This is show the camera to the world. Show the camera. Yes, we are doing for the first time. We're gonna do something different. We do list a lot, and it's yeah, it's it's nice, it's fun, but we're gonna do something different, and we're gonna have Ted start off because well, he's the food guy out of the three, even though we all love food, but it's going to be our top five football eats sponsored by Ted's Eats. So, Ted, I'm gonna let you go because well, we are sponsored by you. So here is Ted's list. Of his top five football eats, sliders, nachos. Oh, I forgot about nachos. Damn it. What do you guys think? What are we thinking? I have no issue with this. I mean, if you're if you're getting food, you got to get pizza. I think pizza and wings are a, a absolute must. What do you think, Joe? Come on, break it down. I think Joe. I like it. I think I like it. You have no um, issue with it? No, well, look, I, I, I'm pretty sure pizza is also on my list. I think uh, anytime you have a few people together, you're watching sports, you want something you could just lift up and, and eat. Pizza's perfect for that. I I like wings. I'm not I'm not like a crazy wings guy for whatever, and I love chicken. Oh, I had uh, but no wings. Chicken. No, listen. For if I was throwing a party, Ted, what's your favorite? If I was throwing a party, Ted, the wings are definitely second on the list. You you nailed it. I don't. Joe, I, I personally Joe, don't I love wings. You, Joe, when you were at our house for Trev's birthday, <laughs> you didn't have enough wings in that plate. You would scarf them down. <laughs> I was at that chair. Can I tell you two funny stories about that day? Uh oh. <laughs> Number one, the wings were phenomenal. That's why I had so many. I don't, I don't normally, um, I, again, I wouldn't normally go to the well on wings. Number two, your girlfriend at the time, um, I got up to go redo my plate and I went over to sit back down and she said, or or she just like, and I walk over and I go, uh, Hey, I go, um, I was sitting there and she goes (laughs) like this to me. She goes, were. Your girl. Yeah. Your girlfriend at the time. Your yeah, Trent. you, Trent. Ted. Who are you pointing? Teddy, Teddy. The yeah. tall blonde. The tall blonde. Yeah. There was the tan one. See, were and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll go sit over here. I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's when you moved over and you sat on the chairs over to the left. Then. Yeah, that's why she gave me the boot. You should have told me I would have smacked her. <laughs> so Ted, no, I like you. Don't list. do that to my guests. I don't think she liked me. That's the sense I got. Well, she's out That's the door. So we all, we all, don't worry, Joe. She's long gone. We all love you. We we love you. That's, That's all okay. that matters. Now, the nachos, how can you go wrong with nachos, man? You got the I forgot you about gotta nachos. Go nachos. Now, the, nachos the, the reason why I wrote special dips instead of that, because I love the special dips, the taco dips, the cheeseburger dips, not that onion dip and that little stuff you get at the grocery. I want homemade, nice, good dips. You know what I mean? You always got to get buffalo chicken. Trev loves the buffalo chicken, dip, especially when my aunt says yeah. he sticks his face in. It, he thinks it's a that's pie a, or something. That's why I'm on the. That's why I'm in a bathroom all the time. Now, now here's the other thing. The reason why I wrote sliders and not cheeseburger sliders because any sliders go good. Pulled pork sliders, 
little chicken sliders, cheeseburger sliders. Trev, you remember we were at the wooden tap. We had the sliders. Oh, they yeah. were delicious. The bison burgers. We had the chicken with the pepper jack cheese with the little oof, makes me hungry. I want to eat right now. <laughs> it's Next. not a bad list. I don't have a problem with the list. I don't. It's not a bad list. I'm gonna go with Joe because I think Joe has a very different list, and I think he's gonna get roasted. Celery right. sticks, carrots. Yeah. <laughs> so this it's is Joe's. Stuff. It can't just be a sub. It's got to be a giant sub. Freeze. I want to be. I want people to understand what I'm yeah. saying when I say a giant sub. I mean, like, I always refer to it as the Dagwood Bumstead. This yeah, thing's yeah. got to have all sorts of stuff falling off it. Or more specifically, it could just be the Weathersfield oh, Dad, Chicken Dad, House Dad, Dad. five oh. patty sandwich. And you boys have had you. You've done this with me. You know what that's. You know what that's like. That's an easy number one on the list. I must say, nothing goes better. The giant sub got a bag of Fritos. America's <laughs> classic tortilla chip. You know what we forgot? The probably the most important thing of this whole thing, and it's a food thing, but it, I don't know. It can't be. No, that's a drink. I said beer, but next. No, but, I, but Jeff, what I was shocked at, if you put Joe's. Why pretzels? Pretzels. pretzels. <laughs> My pretzels. mouth is salty. Well, because I'm drinking beer. And so I'm watching the game. I'm drinking a beer. I need some uh, pretzels to gnaw on. They're filling. They're delicious. Uh, they're salt covered. You can dip them in your special dips. Uh, I was thinking the same thing. A nice tzatziki, maybe a nice honey mustard. I'll just dip my pretzels in there. It's its own built-in meal. Pretzels are amazing. Just make sure you don't choke on them like President Bush did. They could be very dangerous. I've got pizza on there as well. That's a That's an easy one. Uh, but those dips, when I say dip, I don't mean that store brand crap. I mean, like what Teddy was just talking about on his list, yeah, like special uh, dips with like the sour cream and the cheese and the sauce and you dip oh your thing God. in there. It's like a, it's like a whole experience. My, yeah. My that kind of dip. fiance makes this cheeseburger dip with ground cheese and meat and lettuce. It's, oh, it's good. You just get that big Frito. You got to get the Frito scoops, Joe, though. You got to get the Fritos. That's scoops. why he's got Fritos. Oh, the Fritos. Yeah. The Frito scoops are game changing. You, you got to get those. You can't get the regular dip. But yeah, you always have the onion dip to start off with the celery and whatever. But you got to. Dad's always calling me during the show. Good thing it's well, on silent. Well, call him back. You so, gotta, you he probably leave. wants one of those sandwiches. <laughs> no, actually, I think he's at the Allegra's right now. He's probably having some fried calamari. You know, actually, well, my dad's probably wings. My dad's a wing guy. Love the wings. Well, here's my top five list. Wings. Oh, I forgot about the stuffed breads. Oh, you forget about stuffed, stuffed breads. breads. I did enjoy the stuffed breads, by I the way. I went with nachos. Huh? I went with nachos. I, I forgot, you, I forgot hey, about nachos. I want to tell you guys. Did you guys notice that all three of us had dips at four? Not That's five. Crazy. Not three. Four. Joe had dips at four. I had dip at no, four. Did he, Joe had dip at uh, three. He had pizza. No, did I switch it? I want my you, dips at hey, four You had now. dip over pizza? Are you sure? Hold on. Yeah, I went dips, and then I was like pizza, but it should be the opposite. Let's be honest. I had to go Let's stuffed be breads honest. just because of, honestly. Pizza should be two, actually. You can't, you can't go wrong with stuffed breads. And the best chips in the world, Cape Cod chips, original, best chips in the world, by far. Yeah, but what? I don't want just chips. What am I doing with chips? It's an appetizer. <sighs> it's a copy. Got yeah, yeah. That's what I, I, that's why I did pretzels. It's like, during the game, like you want to eat, but sometimes you're watching. Your team's on a 14-play drive, and you're just like, you just want some pretzels, something non. Yeah. You know what I mean? You so, don't want to commit too much to chewing like like a real 
Joe, that's you when you gotta take a break. You know what I mean, Joe? You gotta take a break. You gotta take a walk. Oh you yeah. Two minute warning. Yeah, usually, usually it's right after the two minute warning. I've because taken the what walk. Is you take that walk and then you come back and you refill because you're feeling real good. <laughs> well, that was our top five football eats sponsored by the Ted's Eats. Ted, I hope you enjoyed the list. Does it get you hungry though? Oh, yeah, because right after the show, I'm going upstairs, and I'm going to warm up the chicken parm. Oh, sounds like a good time. And sounds yeah, you like- know what we should start doing after this? Like, if we want to do something like next week's, like, top five favorite subs. I'm game to only, I'm, I'm game to add food in this as well if you want to. Well, and, I'll be and- honest. I'm not sure that uh, the top five subs is a long enough list for me. <laughs> I can well, think of eight right off the top of my head. Really? I can I'm joking. I'm no, joking. I but I do love subs. I think if I go long enough, I could. I mean, it was your number one, so. Yeah, I, I love was, sandwiches. I was a bit there's of a nothing, surprise. There's that, nothing. I was, definitely, I was definitely a bit surprised by your number one, definitely. But I, I have no issue with all of our list. Speaking mm-hmm. of of surprise, it's the New York Yankees right now. What's happening in the Bronx? We haven't been able to talk good, and I think. This could be one of the rare shows that we talk good about the New York Yankees. They are 10 games over 500. They're playing well. They're hitting in clutch moments. Joey Gallo, like I said earlier in the game and in the show, comes up with his biggest Yankee moment with a literally a moonshot. Fly me to the moon. That's exactly where that ball was going, as Frank Sinatra once said. Seriously, that was a moonshot, and it's only in Yankee Stadium where that can happen. But the Yankees have the best record in baseball since July 4th. They are still behind in the ALE standings, but they only are, the Sox are struggling right now. The Tampa Bay Rays have a, a great grasp of the ALEs right now, but the Yankees are Do so, they, though? So, right Five and a half. Do. Right now they do because of the fact that the Sox are struggling right now, and Boston fans are getting a little nervous. And I just want to say it right now, Joe, if the Sox do collapse, you were – did say early in the year because they were playing well, the pitching is starting to struggle and the offense is starting to struggle too. So the AL East is so, looks like it's becoming a little more open with the New York Yankees newest additions last week. Hold on, hold on. The newest additions, their clutch hitting, their pitching has been been hitting been performing well too. So the main reason for the second half resurgence from the Bronx Bombers, Joe. Or, Ted, you had a point right now. Yeah. So. Well, I guess I guess I'm going to say before we get into this. So I just went through quick the MLB standings. Rays are 5-5 five and five in the last 10. Red Sox 3-7. Only the Yankees and Red Sox in their last 10 are 8-2. and two. Everyone else is either 7-3, 6-4, or whatever. Well, you, so said the Yankees, the so- you mean the Blue Jays. You mean the Blue Jays. Uh, did I say the Sox? I apologize. The, the Toronto Yeah, it's a four-game four race right now, man. Now, with this being said, you sent me something on Instagram, which I was actually shocked of. The Yankees had actually with the best record since July 1st. They've won seven of their last eight series. I don't know if it's anything special, but I will say this. Look at who they played and look who they're playing now. They're supposed to win these games. These are the games when they lost Tuesday night or Monday night to the Earl 7-1, you're like, WTF, like, what's going on here? Like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, you even said it, Trev. You got a team that's 30 games under 500. You're supposed to win these games. So what's the resurgence? Playing bad teams. Winning the games you're supposed to. Playing good baseball. I'll put it this right, way. So here, I got the stats how right you, now. How this is lefties in this lineup? Adds, now you have 
five righties and four lefties in a lineup with Gardner and um, Rizzo, Gallo, and who's the other lefty I'm drawing a blank of. But it now adds balance to this lineup. It's I not have, a heavy I have the stats quickly that I said. The hot in the Bronx. They won seven of the last eight series. Best record in baseball since July 4th. And this was a day ago, two games back of the wild card, and it was six games of the AL East, but now it's back. It's at five and a half. So things are showing. There is some progression, even though we've been bashing the Yankees for quite One some time. We've been talking a lot of negativity about the Yankees, and for good reason because they've been so inconsistent, and we know how talented of a team this is because we've been seeing it for years, just how good they can be. And with the addition of Anthony Rizzo and even now Joey Gallo, it's really – starting to show that maybe the Yankees really did need a left-handed bat in this lineup to really space things out a bit and to see them starting to win series and beat up on teams. I know the Mariners have not been good, but they're still in the race for a wild card. So these are big games for them, just like the New York Yankees. So they're coming up in clutch moments with Joey Gallo like that. They're hitting with runners in scoring position the past couple of series, which is a good sign. Joe, what do you think? is the main reason for the second half resurgence from the Bronx Bombers. Well, it, it's it's simple. I mean, it's partially winning the games they're supposed to be winning against the teams they're supposed to be beating. I think that this newly constructed lineup is just, I think it's going to be too good. I think it's, it's going to be hard to shut this Yankee team out. Anthony Rizzo finally goes 0 for 4. And you got Gallo popping homers. You got, you know, up and down the lineup, guys are hitting. This lineup is, now that you've got some of these other guys kind of hitting lower in the lineup, and, and you know, you had Gio Urshela hitting fourth a lot earlier in the year. And he's a fine hitter, but let's be honest, no one's penciling Gio or There's not one team in Major League Baseball that would ever purposely plan to have Gio Urshela as your cleanup hitter. You just wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. And the Yankees did that a lot this year. Mm -hmm. So they're healthy. They've got these reinforcements. They got these lefty bats that they needed. Joe, I don't know. We're we're healthy healthy enough. We're healthy enough. Listen, COVID's got to deal with it. COVID is what it is. You're out for 10 games. You come back. uh, Gary's got to take the PFC. So he might be able to come back quicker, which, which tells me for what Booney's saying that, uh, I don't think he's got symptoms. I think he just popped a test because of uh, Cole and Montgomery. But they're healthy for the most part. And more specifically, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are healthy. And that's something we haven't been able to say for the last couple of years, ever. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a that's a huge thing, dude. And then you throw Gallo and, and Rizzo in there. LeMayhew starting to hit. Glaber starting to hit. Obviously, Sanchez has been. I mean, look, Gary Sanchez in two sixteen. He's 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 a banger. Scored from first on a double for the first time in his career. You kidding me? This team is fired up. They're energized, and I think it would be embarrassing for the Yankees to continue to play like crap in front of the great Anthony Rizzo. I, I really believe that. I think he's. I think he's very much the Paul O'Neill of 1994 where you come into a locker room and you're like, you have a certain level of expectation and you look at that guy and you see the world series ring and you just know what you got to do. Also a guy and I, from the NL central came from the reds Cubs. I mean, you got to think about it. It's a red. It, he was a red. Then went to the Yankees. Rizzo was a cub. Now he's a Yankee. Maybe it's, 
I don't know. Maybe it's – who knows? Who knows if it's Destiny or not? But to see also with the additions of maybe Severino coming back, you're going to get Cole back. You're going to get Montgomery back. You're going to get Gary back. With those additions, that's – and with Kluber too. I mean, this is a team – and, Joe, we've been talking about this could be a very dangerous team if they do manage to make the playoffs. That's what Look, it's, it's just, it's just what I've, I've said this a million with. times. I know I've told this story. I'll I'll beat it to death one more time. When I left, I moved uh, out of Portland, Maine, uh, the last week of September in 2004, and the Red Sox were struggling to to, to get. They were they were down three, I think, uh, for that wild card when I moved. And I said, if you guys get it, drought's over. You're going to win a World Series. And I think this Yankee team, I mean, again, think about the 03 Marlins. You get hot at the right time. You just ride the wave. This, this is, The Yankees are the best they've been all year. The lineup's the best it's been all year. It, it was, listen, it was clear from, from just based on what's happened the last three years that this team wasn't enough. It needed a little bit more. They wanted to stand pat. They didn't want to spend any more money, and they did it anyway. And here we are. So let's do it. Good. No, I said it before when I was interrupted. The balance. You got five guys now are righties, four guys are lefties in the lineup. Now you go righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. You get balance. It's not a it's a not a heavy driven righty lineup. Now you have to be smarter about your pitching decisions. It gives balance to the other to the whole lineup in itself. As Joe said, now you got guys like Rizzo and Gallo and Sanchez bad six, seventh, and eighth. They're usually bad two, three, four. Here's another thing though I thought was pretty interesting. I don't know if this is a good stat or a bad stat. But the top seven teams in the American League East, and I stopped at the the Toronto Boozers. It's Houston, Tampa, Boston, Chicago, Oakland, Yankees, Blue Jays, right? They're all in positive differentials for run differential. Everyone's plus 148, 105. The Yankees are only plus 15. The next closest to them is the Red Sox at plus 42. Everyone else is at plus 108, 145, which means the differential runs is incredible. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that, considering the record and the differential in runs is only plus 15. You would think it would be higher for a team that's the New York Yankees and where they're positioned at record-wise. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that side is going to hurt us down the road or, or if it's a good set saying, hey, listen, we just play good, tight baseball and we win the games that are close. It's not the worst. And, and, we, and we don't score a lot of runs because I think what the other night was what the second time. First time all season and we scored back-to-back 10-plus runs in a game. On, I've got a little tidbit here for you. Right on that topic. I'm glad you actually. More, is this your one more thing? Let's call it the one more thing. Um, the Yankees in games that are decided by just a run or two have the most wins in baseball at 37, as well as the highest winning percentage in those games at 638. This Yankee team plays best in tight games. And now that they're a better scoring team, and when you think about the pitchers that'll all be returning, again, I think this team is extremely dangerous. And I think I would not want to play this team in a series of five or seven games. I feel like that would be hard to do. I don't care who your pitching staff is. This lineup is way too deep. Yeah, I 100% agree. With the weapons that they have from top to bottom, they should be scoring at least five to six runs a game. The pitching staff should hold hold it down. The bullpen is still a little shaky. Chapman almost gave up a three-run home run to Mitch Hanniger last night on a three-one count. Thank God, it he made it. We didn't, but still, still a little shaky at times. But with the additions of uh, Kluber coming back and even maybe Savvy 
that would be huge additions for this pitching staff, much needed. Plus, you get Cole and Montgomery back after COVID. You get Sanchez. This is a team that's starting to heat up. They're starting to find their groove, and they're starting to play with just uh, having some fun. It just seems like they're they're not uptight. They're not tense. The the pressure's still on for them to continue, though. And you see what the Sox struggling right now, and them being down only five and a half in the AL East. It's still for the taking. But it is to see this AL East right now. This is a very, very great division. It's just like the NL West. This is a fun division right now. You got four teams within a six and a half game battle for an AL for an AL East crown, and that's 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 something that I'm all game for. I just want to see if they can continue. They're playing well. They're hitting the ball ever since they made the additions of Joey Gallo and with Anthony Rizzo. They have looked better. They're ten games over five hundred. And they're playing the best baseball that I've seen in quite some time from the New York Yankees this season. So the positivity is there. Can they continue it? That's what it comes down to. We'll see what happens this weekend, though. I guess we'll be back next week. Joe, you have to, or Ted, you have to give me, it's your request this week of top NFL players or whatever you want to give me. The list is on you. And then I do want to do actually the top 10. I want to do top five subs. I think I want to do top. Go, go, you want me to sing you a lullaby over there, sweetheart? <laughs> Man's getting tired over there. You got to uh-huh. give me your list. And you got to well, – I think we should do our top five subs. I'm all about that. I like that. I'm not I'm not opposed to it, if you guys are. Everybody that agrees, say aye. I'm in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, subscribe, share, or like. We'll be back next week. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, oh, you know you really viewing greatness. In the making, double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.